Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to the 1894 podcast. And we are back after another Bristol City game. We'll be talking about heroics and a wonder goal and a Bristol City win against Middlesbrough. And we'll also be talking about the upcoming daunting fixture away at St Mary's to face Southampton and Russ Martin. Uh, as usual, um, Annie, I am here joined by Matisse, as always. Matisse, how are you, are you doing? I'm I'm doing really well, actually. Um, very happy to... I always love talking about a win um, on the podcast. And yeah, brilliant. First, first, uh, first home game for Lee Manning, but I'd say also kind of a first game where we kind of see what he's implemented into the squad because I feel like obviously QPR came a bit early um, from when he was appointed. So yeah, good to see him at Ashton Gate. Um, and yeah, it was just a good performance. And we talked about the attacking threat before and we scored three goals and we beat an informed side who, yeah, they beat Leicester top of the league going into the, into the national break. And yeah, brilliant win. Got a penalty as well. That doesn't happen a lot. So that was always nice. But yeah, brilliant. And we got the three points. Couldn't, couldn't ask for more, I suppose, in a way. Um, although we don't make it easy for ourselves in, in the slightest. It was a 3-2 win for Bristol City at, uh, at Ashton Gate against against a Middlesbrough side, as, as Matisse said, in form and looking fairly good under Marco Carrick and looking like a real threat to that to that top six. And yeah, Bristol City turned them over, which is always nice. This was the Bristol City starting eleven down there. It was Max in goal, George Tanner. Bob Dickey, Zach Viner, uh, Cam Pring. In midfield, Jason Knight, Matty James, Taylor Garner-Hickman. So, Andy Viman dropped out from the game at QPL before the international break. Sam Bell came back in. So, Anderson Metti dropped out. Tommy Conway up top and Mark Sykes on the right. I thought that was possibly the strongest 11 he could have gone for. Uh, do you agree? Yeah. Yeah, I do think so as well. Um, he had the, the two weeks international break, got to know the players a bit better. I mean, Sam Bell was away with the England elite squad, um, did get an assist. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that going into that game, I'd say that is our strongest squad. Obviously, we still, I I, I did hear, I didn't realise, but yeah, Hayden Roberts does have uh, quite a bad knock and he's going to be out for a few months, I think. Um, and then we'll get on to Southampton later, but with availability for campering as well, it's going to be an mm. issue. Um but yeah, otherwise, I think Dickie and Vine are strongest pairing. I mean, when Atkinson eventually comes back, we'll see how that plays into it. But yeah, for the foreseeable future, definitely um, our best back line. And then, yeah, midfield, strong. Taylor Arden, Gardner Higgins back in the squad and obviously paid off. Um, but yeah, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty expected. We'll talk about we'll talk about the action in a minute. This was the Middlesbrough team down there. Uh, Sen Dieng, it was a back four of Ram Vandenberg, Del Fry, Paddy McNair, Lucas Engel, Halson, J- uh, Hayden Hackney, uh, sorry, Jones, Matt Crook, Sam Greenwood, who scored that ridiculous free kick against Leicester, and Emmanuel Latte Lamp up top, which is a bit of a surprise inclusion um, from a Middlesbrough perspective. But apart from that, two fairly kind of consistent, solid teams and fairly stable as well. Let's get into the action then, shall we? And I think we can just skip over the first 35 minutes because awful from from both teams to be honest yeah it, it was a very slow start i felt like we were 
feeling each other out, seeing how, how we would play. And yeah, that first half an hour, it was pretty poor. Nothing really going, not too many chances. And yeah, both sides not really looking looking dom- dominant. It was like a kind of a low standard um, championship game. But yeah, then all changed. Um, 37th minute, I think it was. Um, Taylor, it's, it's all him really, because he, he gets the ball. Before um, before we talk about the goal, there are a couple of big chances for both sides before this, by the way. Um Sam Greenwood has a chance. Um uh it was a, I think it was I think it was a giveaway, and then Sam Greenwood has a shot from the edge of the box. It's a strong, it's a very, very strong hit. It kind of almost takes Max O'Leary back straight at him, but it's a good save uh, with the power of the shot. And um Jason Knight gets fed fed in down the right hand side mm-hmm. uh from Mark Sykes, puts the ball across Sandy Dieng kind of uh, doesn't do much with it, um, gets a touch on it, um, it's cleared away, and then Garden Hickman kind of comes onto it, and then that's saved as well. But yeah, talk us talk us through the goal because that is some finish. I mean, we yeah, we've only scored well last season. We had that Andy Vyman finish from outside the box. I think that was our only outside the box goal. But yeah, Taylor Garden Hickman, it, it was all in really. He intercepted the ball in the midfield. Bought it out, carrying the ball. Quite a few runs were being made. I think Pring and Sam Bell kind of allowed him to move into that space as the mid, uh, Middlesbrough back line were kind of trotting back. And then, yeah, just opened up. Right foot, curler, just absolutely beautiful. I think it hit the crossbar, then back down and then hit the top of the net. No one saving that. And yeah, brilliant, brilliant way to score your first goal for City. And Putting us one new up, yeah, thing incredible. I mean, I was watching that on replay a lot of times. Yeah, um, it was it's just, it's just a really, it's a really, really, really good strike. And look, it's, it's a curling effort. It's, it's almost it's almost a little bit more satisfying when it goes in or off the bar um, as well. It's just it's that little bit more satisfying, and it's just yeah. If you just even if you exclude that, Taylor Garden Hickman has been brilliant so far for, for us and. Yeah, I think the quicker we get that permanent deal signed up for what... what, what when can do. we activate that? Can we activate it when we want? Or does it have to soon be the end possible, of the I don't, yeah. no, I don't know. I hopefully soon as possible because... But it's, it's all in our want... hands anyway, so... That, that's, no, that no, was the brilliant yeah. like part of the deal. I mean, obviously a great signing. It, give, it gave us that depth at the time. We needed that depth and we'd see how we'd play. And yeah, right now he's been amazing. So to have that option to buy... I think for a steal, the way he's been playing, I think it's what, 1.2, 1.3 million. So yeah, that would that would be brilliant. I think he's settled in really nice. I like yeah, I like his attitude and just the way he plays. And if he can bring one of those goals a couple times a season, well, even one is okay because we only had one last season. But yeah, it's a great player. Yeah, he's, he's as I think I mentioned this in the last podcast. He's not only really good technically, he's a really gritty player as well, which you need in the championship. And that sort of that level of grittiness, I think, I think is only really in Joe Williams and our squad, apart from Taylor Garden Hickman. So to have him in our midfield kind of makes up for the lack of you know Joe Williams' presence in our midfield. So it's he's just he's kind of he's kind of, a, he's kind of two jobs in once, but not like we're not over, we're not overloading him with, with work, which he's just generally got that quality and that's brilliant. Um, I can't for the life of me figure out why West Brom would have let him go, um, unless it's for financial reasons, but. Looks like a great signing. Um, yeah, hopefully this can continue. A penalty. A pe- 
I think once, be, just before that, we in the build-up to that, we got a free kick and yes. it was a controversial, I don't know what you think about it. It's kind of similar area to um, B- uh, Bannon's red card and that free mm-hmm. kick a, a few weeks ago. And that obviously got a red card, but then it got taken away afterwards. It was Dale Fry. I'd, who got tackled? I forgot now. Was uh, it Jason Knight? Or... No, it wasn't Jason Knight. It was Tommy Conway. Tommy Conway. Yeah, he stuck his leg out. It was clearly a foul. Some people argue it was last man. Um, should have been a red. I don't know. What, what do you think about it? Well, I was in the south stand, so it was a bit of a yeah. weird. It was a bit of a hard, um, hard one to look at and make a conclusive decision like that. If I'd been sat in the dolmen right at the end, I'd probably, I'd probably, I'd probably get a better decision. Honestly, it's it's a it's a weird one because I think he's going for the ball, so I think it would have been harsh because he's he's not looking to get the man. I think Bannon was. I think Bannon didn't wasn't anywhere near the ball. Um, so that's why I think Bannon was a red. I'm not sure this one is honestly a red because I think the ball was kind of half up in the air, wasn't it? So both players were going for the mm-hmm. ball. Both, both are trying to get to the ball first, and if if Dale Fry gets the ball first and he clears that away or something, we're going off. Not fair play, fair enough. But I think it's because he catches a little bit of the man. To be fair to Conway, he does get get in front, but it would I think it would have been a little bit harsh. Um, to be honest, I think he was definitely the last man. But also, we've got to remember that the rules don't say last man. The rules say denial of a clear scoring goal scoring opportunity it doesn't have to be the last man. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I do think, I, I, I do think it, it would have been a bit harsh, but I can also see the point that, you know, you make. Yeah, it's, it, it's a fine line. I think it could be, if there was an orange card, I'd, I'd give that, but it is a strict, obviously the bias in me says it's a, it was a red in the moment, but, um, yeah, it's not an easy decision, but yeah, he gave a yellow in the end, then a free kick. Taylor Garner Hickman on the end. His his delivery and his shots from free kick, I think he's definitely um, our best set-piece taker at the moment. And obviously we'll get onto the goal later in the second half. But yeah, he shoots um, this free kick, a good save. I think it comes back out to him eventually, I think. And then it's a poor cross, but then it finds its way to Sykes. He um, kind of chips it back, gets it to um, Matty James and then just the experience to take that extra touch. Then he gets taken down by Dale Fry again, who's on the yellow. And then, yeah, it's a penalty for Bristol City. And I think, yeah, it's been since February. I remember we got two in, in two weeks. Um, but, yeah, it was definitely a penalty. No card. I do think that's fair as well because it is not a a, a reckless challenge. It's just he pokes the ball away and he takes him down. And, again, like not all penalties have to be a card. But yeah, I think it it was a pen, and it was good for Matty James to um to kind of have that awareness to to, to yeah attract the fight. We would we've been due one for a while, to be fair. So that's good good to see us get one eventually. Um, you mentioned last time we got a pen, we got another pen against Hull. Sunderland away, we got a pen, and then we got a pen against Hull. <laughs> Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> Last minute. I'm not saying anything. I am not jinxing a word. Um, but yeah, oh, that'd be nice. Um, yeah, Tommy Conway. He was getting sick of the away fans, obviously, um, and just puts it nice and calmly. There's a little stuttering run up. I suppose we've not we've not seen it from Tommy Conway because 
we've had no penalties. Uh, but yeah, a good, good, good penalty, and hopefully he's a penalty taker in the future. Um, that brings a good question, actually. Who's our who's our penalty taker? We <laughs> we haven't really gotten enough to to give ourselves <laughs> one. I mean, obviously Naki took both in February, and then the time before that was Chris Martin, and now he's a he's long gone. Um, I would honestly consider when Cal Naismith is back, I'd give it to him honestly. Because his penalty record at Luton was really, really good. I don't actually consider I'd, giving it to him. I mean, from what I've seen, um, I think we'd probably give it to Conway now, um, since he, well, he's obviously scored this one, and obviously Naki Wells isn't um, fit. But I think a few of our players could be well enough to do it. And yeah, Naki Wells, well, I mean... <laughs> I don't know if you remember, a few a couple of years back, I think it was in lockdown, that Penenka against Norwich. I don't know. I remember that so profoundly. That was the most stupid thing. I think we were like 2-1 down or something. Like We could have equalised. We didn't We oh didn't deserve God. a pen after that. We didn't deserve one. That was painful. If that's what we're going to do with penalties, I just don't want one. <laughs> but yeah, no, Tommy Conway took it well. I mean, the keeper, he, he did. He just waited for the keeper. And you look at the replay, about half a second before he actually makes contact with the ball, or maybe a bit less. The keeper's already um, committed to, to diving to the left. And actually, I looked at it, the keeper's got both feet off his um, line as well. That doesn't make a difference if you score, obviously. Um, but yeah, no, it's a good penalty. Very passionate celebration. Good to get him back on the score sheet after, well, it's been a month and a half since Rotherham away. Um but yeah, that was good. And obviously, yeah, 2 0 up against Middlesbrough. We weren't expecting that um in the first half, uh, after yeah, after their form. And so yeah, it was a great way to, to go into half time. And let's be fair here, for the first it was only like a ten minute spell that got us that two goal lead. Because before that we were really bad. Like both teams were just didn't get any rhythm going. But I do want to mention for that thirty five minute spell, or for the first half really. What we did was very, very evident from a fan's perspective, especially from our perspective, because I'm paying more attention to City than our Middlesbrough. So we clearly lined up in a back three in possession. And when we went out of possession, we went to a back four and then retreated and then, you know, had a block of three in midfield and whatnot. In, in possession, when we were high up the pitch, it was George Tanner, Zach Viner and Rob Dickey at the back. At the back. Allowing Campring, allowing Mark Sykes, Jason Knight, Matthew James, Taylor Garden Hickman to all push forward. And I think that's where Campring's best game is as well. I think if you ask him to tuck in and ask George Tanner to push outright, that's no, not enough balance for me. So that was best. That was a good move for Manning. Unfortunately, what happened was Middlesbrough just sat sat in when they were out of possession. Not, not, not in a bad way, just sat in and just... A, blocked out all the space in midfield so we just couldn't pass through efficiently enough I think if we play a weaker side in the division uh, who potentially or a side who play two in midfield and one is the 10 I think we could pass through them but that just wasn't clicking that just wasn't happening against a good middle side as I said they had Hackney they had uh, House and they had Crooks all just kind of sat in that in that block just couldn't pass through them so I like the ideas Execution was just not that, but I think that'll come with time. I think that'll come with time. And ultimately, that's what fans have got to be giving. Uh, Manning just got to be giving time. Um, but I think the main positive is we're seeing kind of an evolution into the into the Manning 
kind of style of play a little a, a little bit um and to be honest that's 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 good that's that's a good that's a start and even if it doesn't come off in the first few games and you know we've got a tough game against Southampton next if it doesn't come off it doesn't come off I think it will come off eventually um whether that's Southampton away or uh March April time it will I think it will come um eventually second half about it <laughs> yeah i mean yeah on, only manning just just in generally just to to go into your first like home game and just win and all and the, the just the signs of positivity and like improvement is just already good considering he's only been here um a few weeks now but yeah second half god flashbacks of stoke um it was not good so yeah i think Ball came across, cut back to the edge of the box. Who was it? Crooks on the end of that shot. Yeah, it was Crooks. Crooks it was a ball in from ball in from uh, angle. It was a good pass. It was a, it was a good pass. He found the space. Shot off the crossbar. Max O'Leary, kind of Jeez. bit shocked, jumps in the air, loses all sort of composure and balance, falls on his back. Then it falls to Viner. Like, it's, okay, it's, it's, right. it, it, it's not. It's not Max's fault, to be honest. That's, doesn't lose control. No, I, I, trying to make a save. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily blame him. Um, but yeah, he falls to the ground. Viner, natural instinct, thinks, okay, let me just header it back to Max. We'll collect it. It's okay. Well, yeah, it's a brilliant, brilliant finish. Um, but right, yeah, 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 it just ends right. a bit, bit too hard, a bit too far to the right. And yeah, obviously, Max's was still on the floor at that point. And then the second it left his head, he realized what he had done. And yeah hit the side netting and it was 2-1 and a known goal, which is not something unlike Viner to, to make mistakes like that. But he's a character, he's a, he's got a character that he, he, it won't, it won't affect him that much. And I, I think he, he'll move on from it. Um, Cause he's, he's such a great player, but it's just a bit unlucky and the Max scrambles to try and get it. But you can see what he's trying to do. It's just, yeah. It's he really doesn't realise where Max is, does he? He doesn't yeah. realise that at all. So, it's a, it's annoying um, because ultimately that sparked Middlesbrough to life because yeah they they looked threatening they looked like they were on the front foot when you are two 0 down you're obviously going to be on the front foot looking for a goal but they didn't really look like they were much massively threatening to give them a goal like that a bit annoying sparked them to life and well fifty two um, Tanner is robbed of possession. By Sam Greenwood. Sam Greenwood first head up, brilliant pass by the way on his on his on his right foot. Um, not necessarily skill, but just generally to have your head up like that. I don't think any of our players would do that. Have your head up, pass quickly like that is just I think above the champ above championship level um, to do it to that quality, and then puts it into Crooks who takes a touch, um, puts it right, whips it into Max O'Leary's right-hand side and into the near corner. And then from 49, where we are saying, OK, you know, just wear the five minutes. We'll be fine. We'll be all right. Don't concede. And we're going, oh, God, um, we are in a, some serious trouble. Um, but fair play to the guys. But like, fair play to Manning. Fair play to uh, the Levin out there. They didn't crumble um, after 2-2. And if you want to caveat that and you want to really be glass half full, you could say error from our rare error from our most consistent centre back for the last 12 and a bit months and a mistake and a rare mistake from George Tanner 
who's been consistent for a long time defensively as well. So and a really good pass from Sam Greenwood as well. So if you want to caveat it, you can look at it that way. But yeah, what are your thoughts on the second goal? Yeah, it is a good goal to be fair. We just we just put ourselves in a bad position there. Viner passes it to Tanner and he just doesn't have a lot of time and it's the high press from Greenwood, nicks it off him. But yeah, that quick thinking, one pass, then Crooks, one touch, and then it's a good finish near post. Max can't get there. And yeah, just yeah, on the on the high press, quick attack, and then bam, within two minutes that they've already equalized and it's two. So yeah, how quick things can change. Obviously, the first goal is unlucky, but then yeah, they they took it well. They took that second goal well. It is through faults of our own to leave us exposed, but yeah, two two, and then I was head in hands and saying, "Well, God, there's no way we're going to throw this away again." Um, but yeah, it was. I think last year as well, our home game, we were two 0 up as well. No, um, against Middlesbrough, I feel like we were when yeah, Sam yeah. Bell scored. We were, yeah. And that ended two two. Um, but yeah. I guess this game didn't. Uh, did anything else happen after that um, golfing thing? Do we have any substitutes? Well, they had a few. They had a. They had a. They had a um, period of sustained pressure. Um, yeah. Where they had a couple of corners. Housen had what? Housen had call. Housen. Housen took the corners. Um, they looked like they were going to score a third. In all honesty, they looked very, very good. And, you know, they were attacking the away fans as well. So, if we were going on, this is just going to go from bad to worse here. But, to be fair, Rob Dickey, Zach Viner, after that, were really solid and just kept everything out. Pring, Tanner tucked in, uh, J-Mo tucked in, um, just generally looked a very solid unit after go. You know, that's all well and good, but you should have done that too, no, really. Um, but, yeah, after that, we, 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 we were solid defensively for, for that period. And then one attack really uh, leads to, well, Mark Sykes bursts down the right-hand side, uh, gets in, uh, knocks it against the middle of the defender for a corner. And then after that, Taylor Garden-Hickman, the man can do no wrong. He puts a delicious ball in. Uh, Rob Dickey heads it, plants his header, saved by Senna Dieng, well, well by Senna Dieng. Um, and then parry to... The Irish Messi and he just larrups at home. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Again, for you might say, "Oh well, it's an open net," but the angle is ridiculous and it's a mm. hot, and it's a volley. It's a clean volley. Brilliant for Mark Sykes. He's just been brilliant for us. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like we have a lot, a lot of Messies in our team. We have got the Albanian one on the left, and now, now we've got an Irish one. They're eleventh um, in the championship. <laughs> team for the Messi. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, Taylor Garner Ickman, it's a beautiful delivery, um, a sliced ball, and yeah, finds Rob Dickey perfectly. It's unlucky that it was a really good header, and it's unlucky, yeah, not to go in a brilliant save, falls to Sykes. And like you said, yeah, it's not an easy one to take, but does it well. And like that, with with three two up, kicks the ball away in celebration towards section 82. And yeah, with three two, and I also had to start watching Robin TV as well. Every single game, Sykes has scored a goal. We've we've won um, the game, which oh, is so. Yeah, I mean, keep him on if he scores them, then we win. And also another one um, showed that uh, you, I remember you said it in the preview that I think our last three visits or four visits we we've won. Um, no, no, that was Southampton. Yeah, sorry, but in our last. Um, games against Middlesbrough 
in the past. I've read something about we scored. Um, was that you saying we scored four goals or something? Maybe I'm waffling. Maybe I'm, I'm waffling. I had, I had something, but I'm going on a phone. We have scored a lot of goals against Middlesbrough at home. If that's what yeah. You're yeah, we have scored. I read something about yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was something about how we how we scored four goals in the end uh, yesterday through through Viner's uh, own goal. But um, no, nah, great from Sykes. It's yeah. I mean, when, when everything's it's, it just shows how our kind of mentality's improved when we go down to two all. We stuck in it, even though we're coming under pressure from Middlesbrough. We stay in defensively sound, and then we come on just just a little period of positive play creating some chances and then yeah we, we just took our chances and we scored three goals and prior to yesterday it, it took us six games to score three goals um in in six games we scored three goals and now now we got three and one and yeah yeah it was great finish and then i think that was what like 67th minute so it still had 20 minutes to go but yeah take the lead back was great yeah um and after that, it was, again, Middlesbrough pressure, as you'd expect, as they're chasing a point. But it didn't really look like under... We were never under so much pressure. I was going, we're going to concede here. We looked generally look, We generally looked like we were just going to keep it out and keep Middlesbrough at arm's length. And we did that, which was, um, was always positive. Um, that win, huge three points in, in the context of our title race. Um it takes us after joking. It takes us up to eleventh. We are only seventeen points off Leicester now. You know, we are. Is it? You never are, know. You know, the champ. The championship is full of crazy. Championship stuff. is a we, mad we, league. We <laughs> um, did. Um, we did. We did jump Borough though. Yeah, we overtook Borough. Um, we have, I think, the third best defensive record in the in the top half. Or probably in the championship, um, yeah, in the championship, and we look a very solid defensive unit. Uh, apart from the seven minutes spell against Borough, apart from that, we look fairly solid. Um, yeah, only seventeen points off Leicester. You never know. Um, Fourteen off Ipswich. Again, you never know. Automatic zone. Um, automatic zone. But but in all seriousness, we are we are um, three points off Preston in sixth, which. As you, as you, as I've, as I've said before, if you ignore the top three, we have um, we have lost to the top three, which is you know whatever, fair enough. We've not lost to West Brom. We drew against Preston. Uh, we drew against Hull. We are yet to play uh, Sunderland. We're yet to play Blackburn. Uh, we lost at Cardiff, but you know we had about two fit players there, so you know, whatever, make of that what you will. Um, but generally, fairly decent record against the top six. And if Southampton are, you know, looking at cementing the top four spot at least, or top maybe top three, you never know. Um, good, good place to go and potentially get something. Yeah, definitely. Just to finish off on the game, I mean, we we had a few substitutions coming towards the end. We brought Harry Cornick on, um, Sam Bell as well. I don't. He didn't really have a great game. Um, I thought on Saturday. On the flip side, on the flip side, I thought Mamati was like excellent when he came on. I yeah, th- that that is true. When he came on, he just showed a bit more. He had he had a couple chances. I like how he took on the play. Got a little bit unlucky. 
shot wasn't amazing, but he, he just looked a bit more alive and that that was obviously good to see. But yeah, Sambo, not one of his not one of his greatest days. Harry Cornick. I mean, I, I, then once we brought Naismith on for sight and moved to a back five. Um, so it was, and then so yeah, it was Harry. A, it was Naismith, Viner, Dickey as a back three, and then it was Prince yeah. Tanner, um, two up top with Conway and Mametti. Well, Mametti no, was I playing think, on Conway. Like it was no Cornick, Cornick, Mametti. By Corn- then, I think. Cornick, because because Naismith came on after Cornick did. Corn- like, well, Cornway went off. Sorry, yeah, Corn- Cornick yeah. Mimetti. Yeah, Cornick Mimetti. Yeah. Cornick Mimetti. So kind of moved a bit back, but also stayed up. But yeah, Mimetti was given the license to move left and right and move, yeah, move, move at will. And I thought that. I thought. Well, I think I still think even before we used him in that position, that is his best position. Play him that ten position off the striker. Allow him the space in behind the striker. He will manipulate defences. He will get into positions. And ultimately, I think that's where he's going to start providing. Because I think that's what he did at Wickham. And he was so good in that position. So good. Maybe not necessarily resulting in, you know, goals and assists, but generally chance creation. He was up there with the best in League One. So, yeah, um, I think playing him in that kind of off off 10 possession, position and off the strikers and really just dictating play from there, I think is possibly the best best way to go for Anis. There's, um, yeah, yeah, there's definitely potential there. And we know we, we've seen it. He's 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 a he's a brilliant player, but he just needs we need to get it out of him. And I think Liam Manning, I think he's the right man to kind of kind of get the best out of all the players and then find the right tactics to kind of get us up at, at the best that we can that we can play to. Um, and then last, obviously, yeah, Joe Williams, a return for him after another injury. He came on for a few minutes, um, just a few. There were seven added minutes at the end. Well, that was pretty crazy. That was a lot. But, um, yeah, overall, we, we held it. We, yeah, we, 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 we held it out well. I mean, usually I'd be a lot more nervous, but I just felt the way we were defensively structured and Max just felt a little bit more comfortable when he collected the ball. I just, I felt a bit more confident that we'd, We'd uh, hang it out and, yeah, we we did it, obviously. And, yeah, we got, we got the three points. And, yeah, at the end of the day, going into this game, we well, we both predicted draws, but just about. We probably be, thought we'd be more likely to lose than win. But come out, score three goals and good performance. Liam Manning's first win. And now we're three unbeaten, which I don't think has happened in, in a decent um, while. But, yeah, we're three unbeaten, which is good. And... We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're pushing for automatics. <laughs> also, bigger context, because of that draw at QPR, many people are moaning and going, oh, God, here we go. But if you took, if you said before that Sheffield Wednesday game, Sheffield Wednesday, QPR, Middlesbrough, you get seven points, you're going, okay, you're beating Sheffield Wednesday, you're beating QPR, you're getting draw against Middlesbrough. Fine with that, happy with that. Um, it's just so happened that we drew against QPR, beat Middlesbrough, which is, Equally as fine by me, um, and I am not complaining in the slightest. So, bigger context here: seven points out of those last three games. Um, if you told me that before, I'd have just presumed the QPR Middlesbrough results would have been the other way around. But still, you know, still a good, very, very healthy return um, from those three games. And, and Liam Manning unbeaten. Yeah. Liam Manning unbeaten. So keep keep this up. Let's see how that. Let's see how long that lasts. <laughs> eh? 
Um, hopefully for the rest of the season, which is not going to happen, but you know, that'd be nice. Um, talking of unbeaten, um, Southampton are unbeaten in nine. They've uh, won their won six out of their last nine games. Um, so what, a twenty-one oh points in last they nine off, games. They went on a four-loss streak, which was. Yeah. I mean, they were playing some good teams there, but yeah, since then they've been flying. And I mean, yeah, they did draw against Huddersfield though on on, on the weekend after the international yeah, we break. Went, so yeah, but we won't play like Huddersfield, where we won't just go there mm. and just sit back for ninety minutes and hope for something on the counter attack. We will take the game to Southampton. I am very much convinced. Um, this could be, this could be tricky. Yeah, you also yeah they 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 drew against Rotherham, which is quite it's kind of a similar story there. Yeah, um, yeah they had they had a four four thriller early in the season with Norwich. Well, there's always goals at St Mary's, which is a bit weird because I don't really like that. I would rather this be a tight one nil City or a tight one one or something like that, just to you know get grind something out. But there's always goals at St Mary's, and that concerns me a little bit. Mm. Well, with with our with our defense, I know we conceded too. You never know, and I'm. I mean, if we, yeah, if we go on to Southampton now, we do not have Pring though, and I think that was confirmed because well, we we haven't talked about the challenge, but yeah, it was a pretty broad challenge. It was late. It was um, a horrible just, challenge. It was, it was a shocking it was, challenge. It was definitely a blatant yellow, but yeah, he, he took the man out. And then I think he only needed to wait a couple more games and it would have been a clean slate. But yeah, he got, well, I don't know what the cap is, nine, nine, six yellow cards, five. six, seven, five. five, okay. Um, Yeah, he's got his fifth and now he's out. It's just for one game, right? Yeah. 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 He will one be game, back but for, it is, we'll be back for Norwich. It's still a big shame because now we don't have Hayden Roberts and be interesting to see what we will do here um maybe bringing in a youngster change formation i don't know i'd stick nice with the left back because he, he he's played there before um and maybe not maybe he doesn't have the pace but actually no don't stick nice with the left back because that is <laughs> gonna not that is not gonna end well in the slightest because they've got sunamana um, he was just going to run racket against us. Um, he was against Naismith, so don't do that. Um, Can Tanner play left back? I think you're playing at right back. Mm. Taylor Gon Hickman. Yeah. I'd rather stick Taylor Gon Hickman at left back than Tanner at right back. I think Taylor Gon mm. Hickman's a little bit more two foot than. Tanner. Yeah, yeah, I do agree. Oh no, nah, but I don't want to see us changing formation. I guess we go to a five and then like put well no no chance of putting Mehmeti as a left wing back. He can't no. defend. Um <laughs> it'll be interesting. We'll, we'll we'll see we'll see how we um how he lines up for that. But yeah, we're off to St. Mary's on a Wednesday night. Um so we do get a bit a little bit more rest. Well, not obviously not as much as them, but it's the same. Okay. <laughs> but so um this is going to be our third promotion, promote newly relegated team that we face yeah. this year. So we've already faced Leicester, we've already faced Leeds. So I'm going to be our third. I'd argue they're possibly the weakest out of the three at the moment. They could very realistically overtake Leicester or Leeds, more like more realistically Leeds. 
Um, yeah. The squad uh, they have is, you know, all great. <laughs> That's a joke. It's ridiculous for this level. Um, Shea Adams, Adam Armstrong, Ross Stewart, uh, Sefu Mara, Samuel Adeozi. Uh, I've already mentioned Camel Dean Sulemana, uh, Carlos Alcaraz, Joe Aribo, Nate Ryan Fraser. Uh, the fact Henry, Walker Peters is. Shea Charles, well. Stuart Armstrong, Will Smallbone, Fling Downs, Jan Betnarek, Taylor Harwood Bellis, who's been here 500 times and been promoted 501 times, Carl Walker Peters, Ryan Manning. Jack Stevens, James Bree, Gavin Bazunu, Alex McCarthy. All I'm saying is we're going to win one now. <laughs> Even with that, no. Um, yeah, that's scaring me very much. Um, they are their squad, a very strong squad. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, they are home as well. I'm just going to look at their home form as well. They have lost. They've lost twice at home, but they were both against Leicester and, and Ipswich. Oh, boo-hoo. Oh, no. <laughs> right. So <laughs> They're basically unbeaten at home then, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 those games don't count. Um, nah, I'm very concerned for this. And I would have been a little bit more concerned under Nigel Pearson, if I'm being honest. Um, mm -hmm. But this is a very, very, very important litmus test for Bristol City. Because if we are serious promotion or top six contenders, which we, which I'm still not sold about, by the way, I'm still not sold on this. I predicted six sixth place. I pre I'm, I'm still on you that. Did. <laughs> I'm not going in on it yet. Um, but Join if we are three solid... If we are going to be in and around there, a win here would be a statement Massive. performance. Statement performance. And then we can afford a draw against Norwich and we'll go, oh, four, four, four out of Norwich and Southampton. We're laughing. Um, but more realistically, it'll be three or one or less, hopefully not less. But very, very, very important match, despite the difficulty of it. Yeah, it's it is a massive one. To be fair, Leeds, I'm surprised they did lose again. Um, they lost against. They lost against Southampton. But they lost. No, they drew against Rotherham. That was it. Yeah. Rotherham got a, a a late equaliser. But other than Ipswich and Leicester, who are pretty long gone, I'd say obviously West Brom and Preston are right at the edge of the playoff spots. Southampton and Leeds are a few points above, but they're not. They're not miles clear. If we win against Southampton, we're three points off them. Um, and then it all kind of tightens up. But a win is is a big ask. Um, but you never know. I mean, moving on to towards a prediction, I feel like after that performance against Middlesbrough and Southampton, yes, it, but uh, Huddersfield are one of those sides. But it's still a, a, a point and not a win. I feel like off the back, the positivity... I think I, I don't know if we've sold out or not on the way in, but our way following is usually quite quite strong. Sold out. I, sold out. Yeah, there we go. Um, I feel like we can get a result, um, and I don't. I don't think we'll win. It would be massive though if we win. Yeah, like you said, it's a real statement. But I do see that unbeaten streak 
uh, well, continuing, make, make, make it to four. And I, I say we get a point. I predict that for Middlesbrough as well, but I, I reckon we can nick a point. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go for a 1-1 Conway 93rd minute penalty. <laughs> penalty, right. <laughs> um, Sunderland away last year, please. Uh, anyone? Um, but no. Two teams who are going to play possession football. Manning's Manning for us. Uh, and Russ Martin, who has never lost to us in the league, I think. Uh, we beat Swansea last year uh, in the cup, obviously, but haven't 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 beaten Swansea um, in the league under Martin. But despite that, and despite the quality of the squad, going to go for. And normally, when I when when I when I see it, you know, we're playing that we're we're playing a really really strong side like Southampton and or, or are playing a newly relegated side like Southampton I normally go you know what botch this we're probably going to lose and I'd be like you know it is what it is this feels different for me um, I'm going to go 1-0 Bristol City um, imagine go, going into these games saying Middlesbrough Southampton and six points Crazy. We were we were we were looking at one, but no, I, I, I back the. If we win, my god! I'm getting excited. If yeah, we win, I'm getting very excited. Um, but I'll go one nil Bristol City. Who's who's on the score sheet? Uh, uh, Taylor Garden Hickman, hopefully again. He's my favourite player now. At this point, he's ridiculous. <laughs> just sign him. Just sign. Whatever he wants, just put it on there. Just sign it. Just sign it. Because he is a ridiculous player. Um, you no, know, I'll say, you know, no, no. I'll say Zach Viner from a corner because I want to see him get a goal after that own, own goal just to make up for it mm. and really give it a large that away end. Um, just, just passionately pump his chest or something. That would be beautiful. Um, yeah, I'm going for a 1 0 Bristol City win. Away at newly relegated a parachute payment receiving five hundred million pound spending <laughs> something like that. Uh, Southampton. That was an overestimate. Don't get angry, Southampton fans. Um, it was just to prove a point. Um, and some, yeah, I think we're going to win. Some more outrageous shout than me saying we're getting playoffs. <laughs> No, 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 no chance. Um, but yeah, it's it's an important game and. If we do play like we did against Middlesbrough and then obviously bar those that, that mistake from Viner and we just keep concentrated for 90 minutes, which isn't easy and we don't do it a lot, but we can bring something to them. I feel like we, we play better against um top top sides. Um and we like played well. Leicester. we played well away at least, didn't we? We played well. Yeah, we did. We, we, we did as well. I think we, I think we play better when teams come out at us. Um we struggled mm. against Rotherham. Because it was really, if you remember, even, we, won, even though we won that game, we really struggled for about 80 minutes. Struggled against Sheffield Wednesday, struggled against QPR. Um, not played hard uh, yet, but um, that'll be a tough game as well because of the fact they will come out and defend. But against possession based sides, which Southampton are undoubtedly going to be, I think we are possibly better because we can attack them and just hit them on the counter. 
Yeah, no, no, yeah, I do think you're right. Ipswich as well. It's a narrow one nil loss, and then the same with Leicester. And I, yeah, I just feel like, and under Nigel Pearson, well, now under Liam Manning, um, I feel like we can have that extra, extra bit. And instead of, uh, yeah, we lost the games narrowly, we can say, oh yeah, we played well against the top side. But I feel like now we can actually get the results because then the point against the top side is, is massive, and obviously they all count. Um, so yeah, no, I, I respect the one nil prediction, but yeah, I think we can definitely get some points out out of this game. It'll be big. No, point would be amazing result. I'm, I'm being very optimistic, and um, hopefully my I'm hopeful. I'm hoping that my fortunes against you know big teams changes because that that would be a nice nice start. Um, anything else to add? I think we've covered the majority of the bases. Yeah, I think we have. In 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 other news, I know we like to go on our tangents, but no, you don't watch the Premier lot, But I have to bring up the 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 Garnacho goal because that don't I don't know if you saw it, <laughs> I don't but it was I incredible. Care. As a football fan, you have to you have to appreciate goals like those. And Taylor Garnacho Hickman I mean, one is absolutely more <laughs> Just it, it is. It was. Uh, wait, would you say Garnacho Hickman's was better than than Vyman's? What Vyman's last year against Blackpool? Yeah. Uh, yes, I would. Yeah, Actually, I, I, no, I would as well. Vyman's was on his left, wasn't it? That makes it hard. That is true. Ooh, that is one. true. That is, and it was. Let, let us know in the comment section below. What do you yeah. think was better, Vyman's goal against Blackpool or that Taylor Gardner Hickman beauty against Middlesbrough? That was very... I was there for both. Um, although that Blackpool game was absolutely abhorrent for like, like <laughs> seventy-five minutes and. Somehow, Alex Scott out. scored as well, though. So. Who? Was, uh... <laughs> Who? You know, he was at Ashton Gate. <laughs> Ashton Gate. So, oh, I got ridiculed on Twitter because I said I didn't like what he was wearing, and I was like, "What? <laughs> what? I haven't called him. I haven't called him a useless player. Actually. I just said I didn't like what he was wearing. Ridiculous. Oh, Alex ridiculed Scott fanboys getting getting triggered. <laughs> Ridiculous. I'm like. What is he wearing? And someone said, "Oh, he's a traditional Guernsey uh, uh, sweater." I'm like, "Oh, okay. There we go. Some educational content." Some people are like, "Oh, what do you wear then?" Go on, show us. And some, some <laughs> bloke went on. Some bloke went on some went on my YouTube and picked out some uh, picked out some coat which I'm wearing, which made me look horrendous, by the way. And put, posted it on posted it on Twitter. Yeah, ah, the yeah, effort to do that. Mistake. I'm like, I've I haven't insulted your family, mate. Like, what are you talking about? I'm talking about some random footballer you've never met and you're never going to meet in your life. What are you getting offended about that? That's Mental. Hilarious. God. Um, anyway, what else has happened in 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 recent football? To be fair, no, even God. though Taylor Gordon Hickman scored that beauty, there have been some really good goals in the in the EFL. Morgan Whitaker's against Sunderland was some goal. Um, uh, there was the. Um, the Derby goal in the 90th minute against Bush Uh, <laughs> uh no. Against who? Against who? <laughs> against, sorry, who? Um, no, the Morgan Whitaker's stand stood out. There was one in League Two. Um, sorry, no, one in League One for Shaq Ford, which was a really good finish uh, for Leighton Orient. Um, but yeah, generally a good, good weekend for EFL pingers and beautiful goals. Um, but Taylor Garden Hickman wins it because we're biased and we don't care. Um, uh, that is I, it. When's the last time we scored a bicycle kick? 
Has we ever scored a high school kick? Have we? Yeah, that's the question. Our player will just break a back. It'll just break his spine. Cal Naismith or Andy King popping a bicycle kick. Oh my god, <laughs> that's something I want to see. I don't because I break their back. <laughs> They're out for the happen. season if Andy King. I'd rather they score happy, to be honest. I'd rather they do that. Um, was was Andy Vyman on the bench? Yeah, I want to say he yes. Was. I want to say he's yes. On, he's on his last couple couple years, I think. He's gone, isn't he? He's kind gone. Of, he's gone. Somewhere. Yeah. He's not getting a new it's, contract. It's, it's coming that's, to the end. That's it's a, a shame. That's a talk for a different show. That's a talk for a different yeah. show. Um, thank you very much for listening to whatever those last five minutes was. Um, we always do it. It's just... <laughs> funny um thank you for listening to our previews for Samton, which was a one new win for me you went for a one one didn't you yeah yeah uh we also talked about the middlesbrough game which is a three two win for the mighty bristol city um in quite a lot of detail um and yes that is it from us if you haven't already subscribed to the 1894 podcast uh just click that red button and then every time we do upload which will be after norwich um after norwich yeah 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 we'll probably do it. it's a sunday game which sunday is a game. strange one 1 30 p.m sunday great for um, our scheduling great for our scheduling yeah absolutely man so hopefully we'll get one out um after that one and then yeah we'll, pre- we'll review both those games but yeah thank you for listening make sure to follow us um Spotify, Apple, and subscribe. All to our the, social I mean, media is in the in the description down below, so you can just you can just um, click on that, and that will be now be sufficient. Um, yes, thank you very much for listening, watching, wherever you are. Uh, it has been Ali. Thank you very much, um, Matisse. Say goodbye. Thank you, guys. See ya. See you, everyone.